All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Go With The Flow. Um, season 2, episode, what do you say, 13? Or, okay, yeah, episode 13. Um, these are exciting times for me, so I was just telling my guest here, which I will get into in a little bit. Um, the first episode of the podcast came out February 1st, 2021, and now it is January 28th, 2022. I'm going to try to get this episode to be out by um, Monday, so that would be the one-year anniversary, which for me is just a personal cool milestone. I started this podcast in my dorm room, literally my dorm room this time last year, recorded with just a little phone in between me, uh, grew a little bit, um, had some cool guests on the first season, have now had this partnership with The Daily Prince, now gets to use this cool studio. Um, there is now a video attached to it, which hopefully it'll be up sometime next week. I'm trying to get the YouTube page going and really, really just help the podcast grow in any way that it can. But yeah, I think this is, this has just been a cool success story for me. I, whatever happens with it, even if I don't keep it going after this semester, I'm very happy with the product that I've put out and with the growth that's been able to happen over the last year. And I'm just very, very excited for the content that I'm going to put out this this semester because as one of the reasons that I did keep it going after I recorded the first three episodes in two days around this time last year was I was very, very happy with the content. And I don't think that slipped up at all. And I'm positive that the content will still be good going forward. So yeah, thank you for everyone who's ever listened. If this is your first time listening, thank you for coming on this journey with me. And yeah, we will, we will keep going with the flow and, and seeing where things take us. And Along that note, it's kind of, again, kind of speaks to the growth of the podcast. I was doing it all by myself uh, last year, but now I'm at the point where I have a whole team. I sent out an email on the listservs, didn't think anyone would get back to me, and had so much, so many people get back to me that I couldn't even take everyone that I wanted, which was, that was kind of sad to me. I was like, damn, I want everyone to be able to, to be on the podcast. But the new team members, shout out Theo, Ezra, David, and then also... Hope Perry is the new um, podcast head. So Isabel Rodriguez was who I worked with last year, last semester, and now I'm going to be working with Hope. So just very excited for the team that I have and for the, the content that we're going to put out this semester. And lastly, on the issue of gear, which people are very annoying about because I promoted the gear so much last semester when I was about to put it out. Many people just didn't, they just ignored it. And then when they saw, when certain people bought it and they saw them wearing it around campus, now they're all like, oh, when can I get my gear? Well, with that in mind, I'll be selling more gear probably like a month's time. So yeah, just, just be on the lookout for that. But enough of hearing me talk. Now to my guest. <laughs> uh, very special guest in the building. Um, my boy, Nadir Lewis. He is a good friend of mine. And dear, first question. Actually, not the way I always start this. Um, tell the people about yourself, stuff you do around campus, and then just any other general intro that you would want you'd want the people to know. All right. Uh, my name is Nadir Lewis. I'm on the baseball team on campus, class of 23. I'm a history major. And I guess one thing before I do this, never done anything like this before, so just... I slip up a little bit. No, there's there's no hey, there's no slip ups. There's no there's no bad way to podcast. And I'm always honored to be people's first podcast because one day when you're in the big time in the MLB and you're, they're asking you to be on podcast every other day, you always remember the first podcast you ever on. Go with the flow. Facts. Word. Um. So, do you remember how we met? 
Um, I actually don't. I'm not gonna lie. If you remember the story, though, I'd love to hear. I do remember the story, and it was it was frosh week. Because again, you your class of 2023, but you took a gap year, so you're OG 2022. In my heart, you're always 2022. <laughs> so it was frosh week, and. I don't even remember how I found my way to this dorm. And even just trying to think back to it, I don't even remember how all that communication happened. Like, oh, there's a pregame going on here. There's a party going on here. But you know me, freshman, first week on campus. I hear there's a party going on. I'm trying to pull up. So I just walk into this dorm room, swing the door open. You're literally the first face that I see. We've never met before. We make eye contact. You're like, yo, let's go. We dap each other up. And then we just like talk for the rest of the night. And then that was it. That was the first time we met. Wow, Frost Week. Frost Week, yep. It was either night one or night two. Wow. I had a, I had a rough first. Was it the first night? Was it before everyone got on campus or after? It must have been after because, I mean, I was I was on campus. I don't know if you had to get there earlier for something, but, yeah, I was I was on campus. You know, like, remember how all the freshmen were there, but no one else? Oh, like, okay, good question. Stars. Good question. That I don't remember specifically. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I just thought it was a funny story because I was like, there's no way he remembers that interaction. No, no. <laughs> Absolutely none. Uh, but just first quick question, I guess. How was, how was your break? Uh, break was good. Um, honestly, a little stressful just because of just my unique situation with getting back to school. But besides that, it's a good break, you know, just with family, friends. The holidays is always a good time, so. Did you, do you have a random roommate? How does that work? Because I think I saw you put on your story something about you're looking for a roommate. How did they assign you back? Because, again, you didn't take, you took a fall to, or spring to spring gap. No, so I took a fall to spring gap. So you did fall semester and then you took a gap? No, no, no. Fall, so, so, right, COVID hits. Yes. And then that next September, yes. took a gap, fall to spring. So I was supposed to come back in the fall of, the next year. Okay. And then some okay. stuff kind of. Okay, yeah, gotcha, gotcha, right. gotcha. Okay, so then how did, do, do you have a random roommate? How does that work? Yeah, so um, random roommate. Um, I actually, he's a cool guy. I like him. Yeah, he's pretty low key. It's a shared double, so we're kind of just right next to each other. But um, it's not my nicest room I've had. I mean, I had the, um, had the opportunity to live with Butler, so I had AC and everything. Yeah. I think in the room, but. So far, so good. It's only been a week. So. Word, word. And how would you say that it's been having to readjust to being a student again after after being gone for so long? Yeah, it's 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 different. Like just obviously, like before I left, uh, like being engineering, it was just it, that was just a whole different. Story. I also remember that you we were yeah. both engineering at yeah. the same time, and it's mad. It's again another conversation. I bet you don't even remember. It was like me and you and one of your teammates, and he was just like. Dude, just get out of engineering. You don't need to be an engineer. You don't need to be an engineer. And I see you follow. You followed the advice. Yeah, no, I, man, I had to. But yeah. Um, wait, what was I saying? Um, I was asking how it was back to be, how how it felt to be back on campus after being on for so long. Oh yeah, just being in in classes in person is just. I forgot what it's like. You know, you just just locked in on the teacher taking notes and everything. It's just. I'm just, but I'm glad to be back just because I'm like, I forgot how special some of these professors are. Yeah. And I've barely taken any history classes because I was just straight requirements for engineering. So, yeah, no, it's it's like, even in the first week, I mean, like, I feel like I've taken classes outside of universities in the first week, you know, it's 
syllabus and you know, don't learn the material. And they just getting right into it. So yeah, and even on the topic of how special these professors are, and honestly, also um, engineered a little bit because I completely agree with you. When I was an engineering major for not even that long, there's just so many requirements that you have to take that you're not able to really expand and do much outside of that. But now I'm senior spring. I've knocked out most of my requirements, and I'm in this EGR class. It's called EGR 494, Business Leadership for Business Development, or yeah, something along those lines. And we had the first class. It's a seminar. I had it on Monday. And for like an hour, the professor was just talking about how he knew Steve Jobs and how, because this guy was the, I think, like vice president of Verizon. And he was talking about how Steve Jobs came to him with the first, with the iPhone, saying that he wanted to form a partnership and how this guy turned it down and how there's articles about him saying that he's the guy who turned on the first iPhone. And I was just sitting in class like this, this is, this is why I come to Princeton for these kind of cool experiences for these cool professors. So yeah, definitely, definitely relate, relate to what you're saying. But when you, when you took a gap year, did you think that you would be coming back to a semester like this where we still have so many restrictions in place? No, I actually didn't, but I also thought after we got canceled in the spring that we would just be back in the fall completely regular, so things are pretty crazy, but I'd say that, well, I'm from Georgia, so the restrictions are just a little bit different. COVID's never existed in Georgia. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just a little bit different, but I see the school is is trying um, trying to keep everything, you know, keep everyone safe and, you know. Keep everything, keep everything running. And okay. Okay. And I, and again, I feel like I honestly, I like to be open and honest on this podcast. And I think that a lot of the measures that are still in place might not be as necessary, but in your, in your judgment, do you think things like the 20 person gathering limit and even the, the travel restriction, which they eventually lifted because it should, it was so stupid and asinine and should have never, should have never been in place in the first place. Do you think that those things are still necessary in January of 2022? Or do you think that we are still approaching COVID like it's a very novel thing and it's our first month with it? I just said, I feel like I remember the travel restrictions. We couldn't go outside New Jersey. Outside Mercer County, bro. Mercer County. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I was reading something. I heard COVID, like, once you go, like, too far outside of the place, like, I think you just get COVID. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm joking. Yeah, I'm okay, joking. yeah, yeah. It took me a second. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, there's... Sometimes I just feel like there's no rhyme or reason. But you got to do something to at least say you're doing something to prevent. And honestly, I think I like how you put that. I think it's more of them doing stuff just to say that they're doing stuff. Because even another one of my classes, there are they practice in the lecture hall. And it's like it's not even a lecture hall. It's like a big, big classroom. And there is, I want to say, 75 of us. We had that lecture twice this week. And then in lecture on Thursday, a professor said that um, precepts the first few weeks are going to be virtual because they're worried about capacity issues. And I, she said that I like did a slow take and looked around the classroom. I'm like, do you see the classroom right now with every seat taken, park like sardines, but for whatever reason, we can't have a 13-person precept where we'll be able to spread out so much more. So a lot of these restrictions just don't make any sense. They say you can't have gatherings of more than 20 people, but we've seen our lecture halls they are they are pretty pretty packed so again a lot of it is just very frustrating because again senior spring 
this is my last go around with college. After after this, I'm into the real world, and it like life becomes a lot more real. I'm not gonna have as much free time, so it's just kind of annoying that at this point in time, they things are still being treated the way that that they are. Obviously, yes, COVID is still an issue. Everyone's, but again, everyone, most people are vaccinated on campus. We're still getting tested so frequently, so I just don't necessarily see the reason for things like the gathering restrictions. And I guess, okay, before I give my prediction, do you think, because um, they said they're going to reassess it midway through February, what are your predictions on if things like the gathering restrictions will be lifted? I mean, I just feel like they have to lift it, right? With all the testing we're doing, they basically know on every single day if someone has it. And they know if they have, if they know no one has it, I just don't see, like, <sighs> I just don't see how they, they couldn't restrict it. Yeah, that's the hope. That's the hope. I'm so hopeful because, again, all all it does is, and another reason it makes no sense, when they say we can't gather on campus, what's the next best thing we're all going to do since we have the dinky right there? We're going to go to New York City. We're yeah. going to go everywhere else and yeah. leave this bubble. But if we're able to have our eating clubs, then we'll be less inclined to leave the campus and go further away. So I don't know. I just don't think every rule that they've put in place has been very well thought out, and it's just very frustrating as someone who's in my last semester of college. And another thing my professor said in the, the lecture on Thursday, she was like, this is our fifth COVID-affected semester. And I just sat there and I was like, damn, I get eight semesters of college, five of them, the vast majority, I've had disrupted in some way by COVID. So I would just like to have some semblance of normalcy this semester, you can see how annoyed I'm getting. <laughs> some semblance of normalcy in this last semester, but I don't know. It is what it is. But back to back to you a little bit. Um, with your gap year, I saw that you were playing baseball. So could you just get into get a little bit into that? How did you find the team you played with? Where were you playing? What was that whole experience like? Uh, yeah, so I was actually – I so the, the league's called the Northwoods League, so it's a, it's a pretty competitive league, summer league. And so what happens is you're basically – placed or like reached out to to like join the team and it's basically they create a roster of college guys from wherever they want and you kind of play it's actually I think it's the longest summer league in the country we played 72 games in around I'd say 76 days damn so yeah it's, it's, Whoa. Yeah, so it's, it's supposed <laughs> to mimic like minor league baseball so if it's like if you can handle this rigor, then mm-hmm. you should be able to play minor league ball and like get through the season. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and honestly, it was good since I didn't end up playing college season that I got those games in. But it's so I mean, I repacked all my stuff, went to Wisconsin, and you stay with the host family. So a shout out to the Schmitz. They they, they shout out me, to the Schmitz. Yeah, they had me for two summers. Um, great family. Great. Like, great everything, but some people don't have that same experience. You know, you're kind of just put into someone else's house that you don't know. I mean, this that was my first time in Wisconsin. Yeah. So. But uh, great experience, and I love the baseball. I mean, we got around 3,000 fans a game. So, Sheesh. Wow. Yeah. Way more than you get here at Princeton. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it was a great experience, and they it's kind of weird because, like, in Green Bay, at least, there's the Packers, but then there's us, and they're kind of treating us like professional players. And it's 
it's weird coming from here because you know, I mean, this is athletes. We're like we're athletes. We definitely put a lot of work in, but it's, you know, it might not be appreciated as much as you would like. You can say that yeah. it's okay. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then we go, I go out there and I'm like, I'm having like signing stuff for kids. Yeah, you're signing like, autographs, taking pictures. Yeah, okay, taking pictures, <laughs> signing autographs, and I'm like, man, this is kind of sick. Like, wow. Like, but yeah, when you play bad, they let you have it. Yeah, <laughs> so, so yeah, <laughs> when things are going well, they appreciate you. When things are yeah. going bad, they don't. They don't appreciate you. Yeah. Which honestly is fair. I feel like you would rather have that than just complete apathy <laughs> about how the team is even doing. No one showing up at your sports game. So that's that's kind of dope. And you said that it's it's a meaningful experience if you're able to handle it. Did were, would you say you were able to handle it? Yeah, I actually played m- majority of the games. Um, it was funny because I went and played like the first fourteen games, and I was like. First baseball games in probably, what, a year. And I was like, man, like, I wonder when they're going to, like, you know, give me, like, a day of rest. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to the coach, and he's like, yeah, no, we're just, you, you just, you're just going to keep playing. <laughs> like, if you if you need one, you can ask for one. I was like, is that, like, a true question? It's a true question, yeah. a true question? Am I supposed to ask for an update? Or, but, yeah, so they just let me play however many games I wanted to play. And so, But, yeah, definitely I feel like it, I feel like it, after doing that, now I like know it's something that I can handle and I want to do. That you want to do, and are there were there like scouts at the games, professional scouts or things like that? Every game, man. So great Every opportunity. Game. Yeah, it's a really good opportunity, and I'm honestly happy I did it. Like very happy I did it. Looks like it really, like, like really not just pushed me, but really like, like really put me in a good spot, especially coming back into this, coming back and come back in a season. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Damn, honestly, that's 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 a very cool experience. I feel like that's something that other sports could maybe mimic. I don't know how summer because I think of things like basketball. I don't know how those summer leagues work if they're as organized. I think of things like the Drew League. I don't know how how organized those are. But yeah, another thing about baseball. So again, like you just said, seventy two games in seventy six days. That is, and what position are you? Uh, outfield. Outfield, okay. And in a position like that, you, it's feasible to play that many games, right? Mm-hmm. And, but not for the pitchers. Yeah, they don't, so, okay. Yeah. So pitchers can't. They Pitchers are on, like, usually the starters are on, like, a five- or six-game rotation. So okay. they throw every five or six days. But the relievers, because pitchers are supposed to go deeper into the games. They throw more pitches. And, like, your arm is just not supposed to be able to throw that many pitches every day. Yeah. But the relievers, they're, they're supposed to go – every one or two days. But there are so many guys on the team, so what would happen is you have a reliever that's doing well, and they would just get, they're getting put out there every game. And yeah. they're like, oh, my arm hurts. Oh, like, and then so, but yeah, pitchers, pitchers need a lot more like recovery time because they're full intent, like maximum intensity throwing. So. Gotcha. And even so, as an outfield, and again, my baseball knowledge is very, very limited. <laughs> but so you play outfield, and obviously you bat. On average, what do you buy, like three to four times a game? Yeah, usually three to four. I would say four to five. Okay. Yeah, four to five plate appearances. Okay. So you go up there four to five times. But, yeah, so, yeah, that's different than, like, some other sports where, you know, like football, quarterback, you're only on the one side of the yeah, ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and you got to play defense and you got to hit. Yeah, three. yeah. And even because I'm even just asking that with things like recovering, Mike, because, again, a sport like football, you can't play that um, – what you play that once a week and that's about it. You can't really do that every every day like you do some sports. But um okay, hold on, this mic is being annoying. Let me fix this real quick. Alright, we good. Um <clears throat> so a little bit more about Wisconsin, because again, this is another thing where 
when people traveled, not even travel, because I have some friends from Wisconsin, and I always like the shit on Wisconsin. I'm like, do you all just eat cheese there? When you're not playing baseball, although it sounds like it consumed most of your time, what were you just doing in your downtime? Were you just, like, hanging out with your teammates? What was what was the off-the-field time like in, in Yeah, so most of the time I was, I was hanging out with my teammates, uh, hanging out with the host family a lot, but just the way the games were, they were usually night games, and they would want us there kind of early. But when we did have some downtime, I mean, they took me to, like, a Brewers game. Um, they took me to, like, a bunch of water parks. So it's like a – it's it's nothing like what I expected. And it's also summer, so I'm not getting the the negative five degrees. Oh, true, because Green Bay is cold. I forgot uh, yeah, about like that, too. Yeah, snow. Like, so I'm not getting that. But, yeah, most of the downtime, I mean, you're spending it with the team just, you know – the thing is, like you spent, you already spent a lot of time with the team because you're at the field majority of your day. So sometimes you know you just want to get away, kind of do your set, own yeah, thing. do your own thing, separate. But yeah, I had a roommate actually too. So roommate that was on the team multiple because you know guys get injured, mm-hmm. and so there's people coming and come out. But yeah, the host family did they they did a really good job of just like not being like oh let's do something every day yeah. right before the game, but more just like oh you like. I, you guys have a early game. Do you want to, like, go to, like, a quarry or go to a lake and just, like, paddleboard or stuff like that? So, yeah, they're really good with, like, activities and stuff. But. Gotcha. And so even just coming back to campus and now that you're back with a whole different team, you're back with your Princeton team, how has that connectivity been? Has Have there been issues with the team chemistry and everything since some people might have been away for so long, you might, have had, you might not have had a season in so long? How has it been coming back and trying to rebuild the team chemistry? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's actually funny you say that because – like now, I right, I came in twenty two, so I'm one of the older guys on the team now. I left, I was an underclassman. Now I'm one of the older oldest guys on the yep. team. With yep. The most it's, <laughs> yep. It's funny, but I've been gone for so long, and obviously I've been keeping in touch, but it's just not the same as you know being in person, being at the practices, being in the locker room. But like the first day I was in there, and obviously like I wouldn't say I'm. At times, I mean, I can be a little quiet, but I wouldn't say I'm, like, a shy guy. Like, I, mean, yeah. I, met, you, <laughs> yeah. I met you, and we just, like, yeah, you know, like. I yeah, the vibes were there, but, yep. Yeah. So, like, I'm in the locker room the first day, and it's, like, I'm looking around. I'm, like, man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know any of these guys. But I, it's been, what, a week, and now I feel like we're all, like, best friends, yeah. which is crazy because it's, like, I've been here for a week, and I feel like I've been here just with the team for three weeks. Yeah. In, like, a good way, obviously, not, like, the bad way. Yeah, 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 Where yeah. it could be, but, yeah, yeah so, <laughs> Like, at first, I was a little worried about that because I was like, you know, I got to come back into something that's already been, like, building. But, I was like, but it's really been no problems. Yeah. And, yeah, the team, really good group of guys this year. So, I'm excited about what we can do. Gotcha. Yeah, and I'll ask more about the actual Princeton season. But another thing that you just said where I kind of related was on the eating club front where we left as sophomores after being in the club for, like, a month. And then we came back and we were the seniors and it was our job to – pass all the traditions on and show the juniors how to do things and now we're about to do bicker which we'll get into later it's our job to just keep things going there is there was just that lack of continuity and honestly i think our just across the board as a senior class i think we've all done a very good job across whatever clubs that we're in sports teams whatever associations we're in just being able to keep things going even though we were just kind of thrust into all these these different leadership roles. But yeah, I think we're, we're resilient kids. We're, we, we, we know what we're doing. I I agree though. It's like, you got kids. It's like, Oh, you got into the, like the eating club. You, you got into the eating club maybe two weeks before everything got canceled. Yeah. All right. Now go be president. Exactly. Like, yeah. like, like, like you're, you're president of the club. Like that, so. Gotcha. Yeah. 
Nice. Okay, so now rewinding all the way back to, to the young you, um, how did you even get into baseball in the first place, and did you play any other sports growing up? Mm-hmm, yeah, so it's it's a pretty crazy story, honestly. So we, like, definitely a soccer family. So my older brother, he plays soccer or played soccer. My younger sister plays soccer. And I played soccer till I was six years old, and my parents were like, hey, um, soccer and and it's like recreational, very recreational. They're like soccer and baseball are the same season. There's both spring season, so uh, we can only sign up for one. Do you want to play soccer this year or baseball? And I was like, baseball. And then from then on, from that was six it? all the way <laughs> it just like. It was just an easy decision for you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it just said baseball. I mean, I was just young, just talking, mm-hmm. never even played. I didn't even know what baseball was. Oh, so you know, so there wasn't even anything that was driving that decision. You just said it and no. stuck with it? <laughs> yeah, no one in my family has played baseball. I mean, dad's from Jamaica, mom's from Guyana. Baseball's not even a thing there, so just, and that's, it's, like, funny because it's, like, it, it, like, worked out. Yeah. But it's just, like, yeah, I just guessed, and I was, next thing you know, I'm playing for, 16 years continuous after that there you go that's the everything happens for a reason i feel like six-year-old you was just somehow seen down the line like this is the sport that would make more sense for me (laughs) if he played soccer probably would have been a bust who knows (laughs) wouldn't have gone far but now look at you d1 baseball player potentially could go pro after so hey six-year-old you knew knew exactly what they were talking about um and so like no, first, why um, why Princeton for baseball? Why did you decide to come into Princeton? Because I imagine you would you had uh, other choices of places to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so actually, I definitely when I like got like I went to some camps and I got like the not offer but like the chance to like for them to have me come on the team and I had this like like this preconceived notion of like what Princeton would be like. Yeah, and obviously like. Growing up, my parents were really strict with academics, so academics was also always, like, a big part of, like, every decision I would make. But I actually came on my, like, visit, and that's when I was like, wow, like, well. this place is sick. Like, I, like, I, I got to come here. But before I was like, oh, like I, like, I don't know if this is something I want to do or something I can, like, a place I can spend four years at. And I was obviously just just talking out my ass. Like, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't yeah, know. I was yeah. just... <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I was, as I think I was, a, like, like right before my senior year, I came up, visited all the guys. Obviously didn't know any of them, but it was, at, I think at that point in time, it was probably, like, this is not crazy, one of the best nights of my wow. life. I committed, I committed that, <laughs> that same not... night. That same night, I was like, because, you know, they're like, because that's their job. Like, yeah. now I know as, like, like as a guy on the team, like, and I've had some recruits that I've yeah. showed around, like, that's their job. It's like, they, <laughs> they want you to commit that exact night. So, yeah, it was... But no, they did. They did well. So any details you can get into about about that night and why um, why why it was so it great? Was, I mean, we just went to a lot of honestly. So <laughs> it's a funny story. So like we went, we just went, we had like a, some pre games and we went to like a lot of the eating clubs. I think it was like, it was like a Saturday night. So everything and you know Saturday nights before COVID, everything's yeah. open. Things are know? popping. Yep. Yeah, things are going off and like I think at the pre game, I think. So I, when I got there, some of the guys were already there. Mm-hmm. And I swear, I swear, they told everyone at the pregame, like, listen, this is the recruit. Like, everybody at some point go, like, because people were, like, 
school. Like I'm, a, I was 16 yeah. at the time. Like, yeah. People are just, yo, what's up, man? Like, what's up, bro? Like, how you doing? Like, yo, I heard you. I heard you like five star recruit. I'm like. No, I'm not. I'm like, I don't know who told me that. Like, I got girls coming up to me like, oh, hi. How you doing? Like, like, oh, I heard you're from Georgia. I'm like, how do you know How do you know that? Now? How do you know me? Yeah. You got every single person from Georgia coming. Yo, bro, we go to high school right next to each other, man. You got to come here. This place is great. Like, we can like we can fly together. Like, we, yep. if we want a bus. We, like, it's just, you know, like, so they, no, they... They did well. They knew what they were doing, and I'm glad that that happened. <laughs> That's what's up. Sounds like a sounds like a very well well calculated plan that worked out. Look yeah. at you here, and you're very you're happy with your decision. I would very, assume very happy with my decision. That's what's up. <laughs> I'm just trying to just trying to picture like the shock that you're having, where all these college students just coming up to you, the high schooler who's just there for one night, thinking you're just gonna be doing baseball related stuff. They're like, oh my god, like. This is what college yeah, is gonna be like. like I'm, gonna, crazy, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna love it so much. Sign me up, like. Um. So yeah. So now moving into a little bit about um just baseball as a whole. So I'm someone who the only because I watch enough sports and I'm such a sports fan that I'll watch the finals of anything. So I watch the World Series, mm-hmm. but as a whole, I I've tried to get into baseball, but I don't find it to be the most exciting sport to watch. What would you say to people who say that baseball is a boring sport? It's just like, it's just, it is, it is played at a slow pace. But I think one thing that people like don't really appreciate about it is you can't like, it's not like basketball. You can't dribble the clock out, you know, football. You can't run it, run it, run the clock out, kneel it. Like you have to get 27 outs. So the t- the guys on the other side of the, like the other side of the plate, other side of the dugout, you have to, they, they have a chance at all times. And I've seen all types of crazy comebacks. And I feel like the more you, like, learn about the game, the more you appreciate some of the stuff that's going on, like a guy throwing 100 miles an hour. or, And I think once you play, too, like, even just, like, because, like, I feel like that's why, like, I really like basketball because I used to play basketball. And I see some of the stuff that's going on, just, like, some of the dribble combos and the shots they're making. And I'm like, man, that's really impressive. You know, like, that's super impressive. Honestly, that that is... <clears throat> and I'm okay. That was a very, very good way to put it. And I think maybe my lack of appreciation for baseball comes from the fact that I've never played. Whereas growing up, I, even in middle school, like a lot of my friends were like on the little league team, they always played, but I've not played a single out of organized baseball <laughs> at all. Whereas things like, again, f- I think my the sports that I've always played soccer and basketball. And that I've never even thought about that. The reason yeah. that I appreciate the greatness that I see on the field and on the court is because I've played it and I know how difficult it is to do those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's not even like a like a, like a, such a out there thought. I've just never even looked at it in that way. Because even in, <laughs> I'm so biased against baseball. When <laughs> over the summer, when like half of the top ten, not even half, like nine out of ten of the top ten plays will be baseball plays. I'm like, guys, I don't get it. Like, what's going on? <laughs> he just dove and he caught the ball. He jumped up and he caught the ball. Shouldn't he be doing that? Yeah. So. I'm, Interesting. So, okay, then I guess how does someone like me, who's never played, grow to have maybe not the same level of appreciation, but at least some sort of appreciation for baseball? Is it possible? Am I a lost cause? I would say it's not a lost cause. I would say, honestly, all you got to do is, and honestly, we might be able to do this. You just come come down to this, to this place. We'll get the machine set up. Okay. And we'll just put 95. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just run 95 right by you. Right. right by you. And we'll see, like, You'd be like, 
Because the thing is, like, you like with if your eyes aren't like ready for, you won't see the ball. Yeah, like you, you just won't. Yeah, like, it's it looks like it's and the thing is like not only are they hitting it, but they're hitting it in like a like the the like the the amount of the like the level of like air that they have is just it's unbelievable. And that's the fastball. That's the easy one. <laughs> then you got the, the the you got pitches going like this, going like this. You got pitches just going down curveball. It's like you just gotta you gotta see it up close because you don't because on TV you can't really tell. Like you can see it like very you can like you can see like the like the movement, but you don't see it until it this ball is like it looks like it's gonna hit you in the face. You turn away and then you look back. And the catcher has it right in the strike zone. You're like. This guy, not a magician. He's yeah, a, he's a magician. Yeah. Like you, just like you, just you're like, man, that's just unbelievable. Honestly, we might have to hook this up. I want to go to the batting cage. Just like, like let's make it happen. But honestly, another thing that you mentioned, where I've I've also heard this from about other about other sports. So basketball, I um, summer after junior year of high school, I went and I saw the Drew League in California. For anyone who doesn't know what the Drew League is, it's this summer pro-am, so professionals and amateurs, and there will be NBA players, college players, just like good local players, and they play in this league It's in a high school gym in California. And I went soft, or summer after a junior year of high school, and there were a few NBA players there, like um, Hassan Whiteside, Delon and Darrell Wright were there, a few college players. And first thing that I didn't appreciate that you just don't get over the TV is the size of these dudes. These guys are massive. Even the guards, massive. I went up to Hassan Whiteside to ask for a picture. He, sitting down, he was basically as tall as I was. Arms huge. These guys are massive. And then again, seeing the speed at which they're running, the heights of which they're jumping. Again, didn't fully appreciate it until I saw that in person. And then in NFL, I've never... I've been to NFL games, but um, one thing that people who have always been, like, field side at NFL games say is that no one really understands and appreciates the, the pure speed and strength at which these guys are running and hitting each other, and you'll never fully appreciate that until you're right there on the sideline and a big hit happens right in front of you, and you're like, oh, shit, I don't know how these guys, how these guys make it happen. So, again, that just speaks to what you're saying about baseball. I may I don't not even maybe I guess I don't appreciate it because never played it, never really seen it at a high level in person. So to honestly though, I will say Little League World Series, phenomenal. <laughs> phenomenal. That is the best baseball. That I watch pro- religiously every summer. And I, I don't even know what it is. I just I love Little League baseball. And I think honestly, you know what it is is I think that's the only sport that there is a certain level of excitement at such an, a low level of the sport. So it's still very entertaining. Mm-hmm. And they'll have, like, walk-off home runs and just all that type of stuff. Whereas basketball, like, I'm not watching middle schoolers play basketball. Like, it's trash. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Same, for, same for every other sport. I think baseball is the only one where even at such a low level, there's still such a high level of excitement. And so religiously, I will watch the Little League World Series. But I need to just get my level of appreciation up for, for the, the level that you play at, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, just one fastball. One, fast- one fastball. <laughs> you just like, just have someone have someone get, <laughs> just line up your pitches and just have them th- just have them throw it at me. <laughs> okay, and you, something else you just mentioned. You said there's a fastball, curveball. Now, now it's the education portion of the of the of the podcast. What are the other types of pitches? Okay, so um, so you got so let's just types of fastballs. There's so, types of fastballs. Okay, I yeah. thought a fastball was just a fastball. So there's four seam fastball. What the fuck is that? So that's going that just. 
kind of goes straight. Okay. So two seam fastball from a righty goes like blanket. You know, it goes out. like. Oh, and so see, it's great that we have the video portion. So when this is on yeah. the YouTube, they can see what you're actually doing with your hands. Yeah, yep. so, goes, so, yeah, two seam goes out. Then you got a cutter that would go in. And those are all fastballs? Yeah, so these all look like fastballs until it comes right into your body and it breaks your bat. You know, it's just like, it's just like you got to, like, and it happens so late. It's all such a late movement because out of the hand, it's like, oh, that's a four seam. And then you see it spinning. You mm-hmm. see, like, you see it spinning. I think it's like, you know, like, it, it happens so quick, and you don't realize you're doing it, but you literally see the ball spinning. And you're like, in your head, you like, differentiate. And that's just fastball. So you got, yeah. you got four seam, two seam cutter. You got a sinker. So, that, so that's just what, what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. It just sinks off. You got a change up. Change up, I, in my opinion, is the best pitch in baseball. Okay. If you have a good change up, you will never be a bad pitcher. Because if you throw it properly... It looks like a fastball. It's around 10, 8 to 10 to 12 miles an hour slower, and it legitimately, like, falls off the table. So it'll look like a fastball, look like a strike, and then right before it gets to you, it is not a strike. So you have anybody in a swing mode, you throw a good changeup. You got him. It's, yeah, it's over. And usually in the MLB, too, the pitchers with the, the best stuff. The best changeups are the best pitchers. Crazy changeup. Wow. <laughs> Okay, curveball, more loop to it, okay. up, down, more starts at your head, ends at your waist. Slider starts at you, ends on the other side of the plate. Um, knuckleball, this one you don't see a lot because it's very hard to throw. Throw it and it doesn't spin. Does it? Okay, that I know because in soccer there's there's ways to hit knuckleballs also mm-hmm. where they don't spin. Okay, yeah. gotcha. so it doesn't spin, but the thing about it is, it never goes in the same spot. So it's not only hard for you to hit, but it's hard for the catcher to catch. So it's just so because it doesn't spin, it basically just gets moved by the air. Yeah, which is different every, <laughs> yeah, time. every time. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so you see, if they're not spinning, your best chances are to not swing. Gotcha. Cause wow. Because like, if he's throwing it for a strike, then you might as well pack it up. You might as well just. Yeah. yeah. Dang. And oh wow. Oh, this is fascinating stuff. Even the fact that there's multiple types of fastballs, never even knew. So you as the batter, when you are you step up to the plate, are you is it more about you knowing the tendencies of the pitcher and what types of uh balls they like to throw and that's how you try to yeah. assess how you want to hit it, or what is going through your mind in that in that so, moment? So yeah, me personally, I like to know I like most people like to know just what he has, like what's in his arsenal. So you at least know that if you see something, and it all happens subconsciously very quickly, but you know it's like if you see this ball that's coming fast at you and he only throws a two-seam fastball, it's probably a two-seam fastball, you know, and it's not just subconscious stuff. But to know what the guy's throwing, it definitely just takes out a lot of the guessing, which you just don't have time for. Gotcha. And uh, hey, man, even as we're talking, my appreciation of baseball is just growing and growing. So in that set, how what what are the speeds that you're seeing in at the college level? I'd say anywhere from I'd say it just depends, but it's it's a big range because you have guys like you have hard throwing righties, hard throwing lefties, you have more more guys that don't throw any fastballs. They're only throwing off seed pitches. And they're more like junk guys, sidearm guys. But I would say I mean, anywhere from like 80, 84, 85 to 90, 
damn. 97, 98. And so the the quickness at which you have to judge the way you see the ball coming and then make a decision of where you put your bat and swing it, that all has to happen. Instantaneous. Instantaneously. Instantaneous, yes. Wow. Instantaneous. And honestly, that, what it, I've heard, and another thing that a lot of people say is that hitting a baseball is the hardest thing to do in, a, in sport. Do you agree with that? Oh, I and I will I will die on this that is a hill, hill you'll die on. I will die on that hill because <laughs> you got to think about other sports. What other sports do you have guys succeeding three out of ten times and being the best ever? True. Yep. Like three out of ten. Yep. What kind of what kind three out of ten? You bat three hundred. You're a Hall of Famer. <laughs> you get three out of ten on the test. You. I just feel like yeah, and the thing is, it's round ball. But it's in and then the bats is round bat, round ball, round bat, and you have to square it up. Does that make any sense? It does not. It does not make any sense. <laughs> like, yeah. So uh, I will die on that hill. It's the hardest thing to do in sports. Hey man, that's wow. The way the way my appreciation for baseball has grown in the in these forty minutes has been has been very. It's been a lot. I'm gonna do. You, okay. Do you recommend that? First, I'll come to your games because, again, I come, I made it, first of all, I made it my mission to go to at least one sports game from each team this semester or this school year, and I've done a good job keeping up with that, so definitely we'll come to baseball games. But do you think it's worth trying to get into the MLB, or how will I, like, increase my interest in baseball? Like, do I have to pick a team so I can get into it, or how do I just mm. become a more casual pre- uh, appreciator, is that a word, of baseball? Yeah, I would <laughs> say once you see it up close, mm-hmm. then you kind of get that, like, Okay, like this is what's going on, and you're at, and you and things college games you right you can be right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then once you see the MLB, like you see the numbers that people are th- like people are just throwing one hundred, which is just ridiculous. Ridic- ridiculous, ridiculous. Like your body is not supposed to be able to do that. Yeah, like it's just like they're they're weapons. Yeah, you could kill something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you like, and you get like you see the MLB, you see like guys start doing that, and I feel like if you have like a Team, that's the thing too. Like, I like growing up in honestly all sports. I've never had like a team because my parents are not. We're not like huge sports people. Mm-hmm. So you know, like, like you know, some people like they'll be diehards, like where they grew up or whatever. So mm-hmm. I was, I never really watched like, and I can't like fake it. You know, I don't yeah. like. I can't. I can't just be like, oh, next year I'm gonna be a this fan and like just and just like get angry when they yeah. you know, like, I just can't do that. So, so I'm more just, I just watch for like the game, but I feel like, yeah, you go, you go like watch a, like an MLB game, mm-hmm. any team, it doesn't matter. And you'll really get like a. Yeah. 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 Does that, does this mean that you didn't celebrate the Georgia national championship? No, I did. Yeah, yeah, I, did yeah. I mean, like, I, you know, I was with some friends and like, yeah. they were happy. I got a lot of friends who go to Georgia. So yeah. they were like, I was like, you know, I just like, like oh I'm from Georgia, Woo. yeah. But you know, yeah. Okay. Um. And so, kind of on topic a little bit. On well, since we're talking about baseball, it's all on topic. Barry Bonds. And again, like I said, big enough sports fan that I follow all the different sports. Any major storyline, I'm keeping track of. And so, um, for anyone who doesn't know, Barry Bonds, he has the MLB home run record. People were just tweeting out his stats the other day. Just insane stuff. Man was a beast. Most hormones ever. But also use steroids. And so he 
the way that um, the Hall of Fame works in baseball is you have like a certain amount of years to get in, and then after that window, it becomes basically impossible. I think it's like 10 years. Am I right? Is it 10 years? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And so his 10th year of eligibility just came up the other day, and he didn't get elected to the Hall of Fame, which, again, is insane. He's the greatest hitter in the history of the sport. To not be in the Hall of Fame does really make much sense. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, he needs to be in the Hall of Fame. And the thing is, and it's crazy, is like, you take some of his stats. I saw something that was crazy. I think he's hit 760 home runs. They said that if you took all 762, and there was, so David Ortiz, great player. I'm not, nothing, nothing bad about him. Mm-hmm. He made it this yeah. year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he was the only one who made it this year. You take his 762 home runs in his career, you turn them all into strikeouts. His on base is still better than David Ortiz. Wow. That, that is absurd. That's, that's ridiculous. That's the, even yeah, all the stats that people were tweeting. I just saw some in, insane stuff. I think I saw this. First of all, I saw this one video where um, <clears throat> the, it was bases loaded and he was at bat and they walked they in. Walked Be- in. They walked in when the bases you know how, were loaded. You, you know, do you know the, the, the and this is, it goes back to what we're talking. This just shows how dominant he was. Three out of ten, and you're the best player. Yeah. On your team. Yeah. In the game, and they had the chance to pitch to him. Or give up a run. And they're like, fuck it, we run. (laughs) Yeah, we can't get the run. We'd rather give up one run than four. Yeah. that's what he was like. Yeah. And the thing thing that, I mean, obviously I'm not saying I know this, but it was literally the steroid era. They were, yeah. There were other guys that are in the hall that just didn't get caught. Yeah. And it's like, are you really going to, everyone knows it was going on. You had people that would come one season, fuck 60. Next season, they're 220. Like, it's like. We, we, we all know what was going on. Are we really going to keep this guy out? Because the thing is, steroids don't make you a good hitter. Yeah. Like, they just, they don't. You can't, just because you, steroids don't help your eyes. Steroids don't <laughs> help you put the bat on the ball. Yeah, they'll just, make you quit, uh, yeah, think yeah, quicker, yeah. yeah like they, just, they can get you strong. You hit the ball farther, but, I mean, like, it doesn't, that, that doesn't take anything away from what he did as a hitter. I think he should be in, but... Yeah, yeah, I agree. And again, as someone who doesn't even follow baseball closely, I'm like, it's it's absurd. It, Like you said, steroid era, most people are doing it. In fact, made the game so much more exciting. The MLB should be thanking all these guys <laughs> that they did steroids, and yet you're going to punish the one guy who, again, the some of the best stats in the history of the sport, and you're going to punish him? It, it it doesn't make any sense. And, it, yeah, I don't even know. It, it yeah, it... it yeah, again, doesn't make sense. That's, yeah. that's all it boils down to. Hopefully, I saw that there's some like, there's some like committee that could like elect him in, but that's also not really high of a chance. So hopefully they make it right, or one day they look back and be like, "This is bullshit. Let's get him yeah, in." But yeah. it, it really doesn't make any sense. No, it's like so, Tom Brady, who's now again most uh, touchdown pass in NFL history by a lot. It's like, yep, no, no NFL, no uh, Hall of Fame for you because. Yeah. Because of Deflate Gate or because yeah. of Spygate. That yeah. would be so stupid. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, and so while we're on the topic of professional sports, we have the NFL Conference Championships coming up in two days. We have, what is it, the, hold on, let me, oh, no, it's the Chiefs versus the Bengals and mm-hmm. then the Niners versus the Rams predictions. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to be, like, like, have square picks, but you just got to go. Chiefs and Rams, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, like, I would, I would never bet against Mahomes and the Chiefs. They just, are t- they're too good. And the thing is, the Bengals have looked really good, and obviously they're a great team to even get to the spot. But 
I just feel that like Mahomes just I mean he's a five hundred million dollar man. Like yep. the guy is absurd contract. The guy change like the guy changes the game the way he plays. Especially he's Steph Curry. A, yep. Especially like with such an important position like quarterback, I just feel like I mean, I don't know if you watched the Chiefs Bills game. Did I? My like, goodness. Ridic- Those games were absurd. Ridiculous, like ridiculous. And then on the other side, um the nine the Niners and the Rams. I just, I mean, no hate, but I just don't think Jimmy G's that guy. You know? Complete hate, he's trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you can say guy. he's not that guy. that guy. Bro. You're not that guy. You're not that <laughs> you know that what I mean? You're not that guy, pal. <laughs> I just don't think he's that guy. So like, I don't know. And I mean, Stafford's been good. And the thing, the thing is, only thing is, he's never been there. But like, yeah. you know, it's his first year, and he's there. And I mean, now he's got OBJ. Huge OBJ fan. OBJ. OBJ fan. I was Cup. mad. I was mad when he was getting slandered on the Browns. Yeah, it made yeah. No sense. He got Cup, and I mean they don't have Woods anymore, but they got Acres back. Like I just think they're a better team. Yeah, but I mean I guess Niners defense is apparently like very solid. So yeah, but I, I honestly I agree with those same picks for the conference championship. And then when when this episode comes on a Monday, we'll we'll see if if we're both right. And then yeah. Super Bowl, who's your pick? I don't know, man. I can't say the Chiefs, right? Like, I just that's that's a little. I mean, you can. It's a fifty-fifty. Yeah. I would say, I would say the Rams, just because I think the Chiefs' defense is is a little suspect, especially their secondary, and that's the and the the Rams like receiving cores. That's their like thing. So yeah, and. This is crazy. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually predict the score of the Super Bowl. Just okay, in, just okay, in case, okay. You know, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Because then if I get it right, and then like I can like post it somewhere and it blows up. Yeah, everybody, yeah, you know? yeah. So, like, I say it's like uh, uh, let's say thirty-five, thirty-one, thirty-five, Rams. thirty-one Rams. Okay, 35, thirty-one Rams. In the spirit of predictions, I'm gonna go. I think the Chiefs are gonna win it. Again, I, I, I think it'll be high scoring too. I'm going to say, oh, actually, 31 28 walk off field goal. Really? Yeah, that's my prediction. But yeah, those, like you the games, all all the divisional games, insane. I was watching the the Bucks game beforehand with some friends. That insane comeback. Yeah. Thought there was no way that the next game would top it. <laughs> yeah. And then it did just that. I think the overtime rules need to change, but that's a whole a really? whole another conversation. You don't, you don't like them. I think both because and it's funny because when this happened, I because the people that I was watching this with, when it was happening to the, I was like, whoever wins the coin toss is gonna win the game in the Chiefs game because that was just the way it was going, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, the Chiefs are gonna win the exact same way they lost to the Patriots like three or four years earlier, where it was a conference championship game was a shootout and it went to overtime and it was like whoever wins the coin toss is gonna win the game. Chiefs lost a coin toss. Brady scores a touchdown on the first drive. I'm like, they're going to win the exact same way that they lost four years ago. And that's exactly what happened. And when it's so exciting like that, we just want to see the offenses, like, let them keep scoring yeah, and scoring. Yeah. But, yeah, it was insane. I saw this one stat that the growth in the viewership from the conference, from, from those games were more, just the growth by itself were more than the NBA Finals. Really? Just the growth in viewership year over year. 
for those games were more than the NBA Finals. And it was, it was hilarious. People were trying to say the NFL fell off like a year and a half ago. Like, no, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, NFL's not going anywhere. I mean, football's America's pastime. It's it's the NFL's not It's a juggernaut of, a, of an institution. But, yeah, okay. Um, we've done 50 minutes, so I think now would be a good time to get into the, the little music section, which, Theo, we need a, a name for this segment. We'll, we'll figure it out. Um, but, yeah. <clears throat> This is a segment that I've done twice, two or three times. Now I really like how it's gone, so it's now it's now part of the show. It's stamped. All right. So I told Nate Deer to come with five songs that he thinks describes who he is as a person in, in whatever way. I kind of leave it open to interpretation. I want to see how the guest will will take it. So now is the time. All right. Can we get good. song? And we'll go song by song. Then I'll ask. So first song. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I mean. Uh, I mostly listen to just rap, some R&B here and there. You know, I don't have any, like, I, I'll listen to anything, but, you know, I would say um, first song, new. it's a newer song. I would say Living It Up by Young Thug. Okay, okay. Young, just off the new album. And what's, and what's the reason behind that one? Uh, I feel like just off the name, I just feel like just now that I'm back, you know, I'm just, like, taking everything yeah. in. And I'm not taking anything for granted anymore. Yes, sir. I feel like being, being, like, here for two years and then, especially two years before COVID and then being gone for almost two years. Like I didn't like, I took, took it for granted. Yeah. And I definitely didn't live in the moment as much as I should have. So I, that's definitely my first one. And uh, my second one, I think it's gotta be um, way too sexy by future. There you go. No, there you go. I was like, no, talk your shit. We can- <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Uh, uh, spending addiction by Gunna. Spending addiction, okay, um, because uh, it's not even more about the name or what he talks about in the song. I just love the song. Just you know, just like I feel like just that, like that type of vibe, that type of beat. I just like, and I, I'm not gonna say he's my favorite artist, but he's he's up there. Man. That new, the new album is unbelievable, amazing. Unbelievable. Although p- the the like push and pee people overuse way too much, but it's okay. That that was always gonna yeah, happen. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing too. It's like he's becoming more and more like mainstream so like you know that's the thing like, you still gotta push people. oh yeah yes sir song three um i would say hmm go back to my notes i would say um contagious Bye. Young Thug, Young Thug. Bye. Okay. same album. Okay, and I would say it's just more about. Uh, I've been told I have a contagious personality. Okay, and a contagious laugh. I'm trying not to laugh too loud. On the podcast. <laughs> you don't want to set me up. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't. You know, people that got earphones. Yeah. Know, like, yeah. People just walking around campus and just burst out laughing. People are like, why are you laughing? They dear started laughing. I had to laugh too. <laughs> All right, song four. Uh, song four. I'm gonna have to go um, cautious. By Uno the activist. I don't even know that song. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a, it's a all right song. It's a good song. I would just more say it's more just about like just like how my life has been to this point. I feel like I've been more just like just kind of doing things and not like really sitting back. And I feel like it's kind of put me in some bind. So just being more cautious and being more like um, what's it called? Just being more safe about some of the stuff I do, you know. Gotcha. gotcha. If like I got to college, I, high school, I was like, you know, I was a, I was a pretty like outgoing kid. But then I got to college, and I was like, 
I'm not under the parents' roof anymore. <laughs> yep, a whole new world. Yeah, it's, like, it's time to go like crazy, you know what I'm saying? And um, and fifth song. Fifth song has to be Just the Two of Us by Bill Withers. Just the Two of Us. Oh, yeah, that's just great cause, song. Like, I like when the sun's out and I'm walking to class, like, just a great song. I mean, there's there's really, like, no two of us. I'm just, like, you know, just just a great song. Like, like the vibe on that song is just like a... In the in the words of future, sensational. <laughs> exactly, man. Yeah, I really like that song, and like, and that song, like, I can just like listen to repeat and just like be just like vibe. And it's not even like I wouldn't say it's not my type of music, but mm-hmm. it's not like something I'm like consistently listen to. But just for some reason, that song, I hear that song, and I'm just like, man, this is yeah, this is a great good song. song. Damn, nice, good, good list, and. I think like a few of those songs I didn't even know, which is another reason that I like this segment is because it puts me onto all different types of songs. So we'll be checking those out after. And now that brings us to our final part of the show, the longest running segment, uh, the Tiger Confession segment, where you know what Tiger Confessions is, right? I think so. It's the Facebook anonymous anonymous posting site. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. So there's a Facebook group. Um, Prince students, you can post anonymously, and then people can respond as themselves. There's all types of posts in there. Uh, it's, so it's, they're more like questions or statements? It's everything. Any any, and everything. Questions, statements, grievances, saying people are hot. It's everything. Yeah. Um. So first one is... It says, oh, 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 okay. I forgot to talk about Bicker, but then I remembered I highlighted one that is about Bicker, so we'll talk about Bicker there. But first one says, I'm currently enrolled in six classes with no good reason whatsoever. I have a substantial course surplus, and I have already had another six-class semester. Maybe I should cut the number of classes I'm taking down and start enjoying life more. What are your thoughts, reactions? Some aren't questions. It's just like a statement, and then I want to mm-hmm. like respond to it. Well, to that person... They said they've already taken a six-class semester. Already taken a six-class so, semester. First, we're talking to somebody that's built different. <laughs> I, yep. I, I know that. We're talking to somebody that's built different because I've had my fair share of five-class semesters, and, yeah, maybe you should enjoy life more because, I, yeah, no, that's, I mean, unless it's something you really need or you really want to take, I'd say you probably drop it down to four and, you know, go outside a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, go outside. I don't think this person is spending too much time yeah, outside. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would tell them, just chill out. You're doing entirely too much. Yeah. There is zero, you don't even ever need, a six-class requirement is, you, you're never required to take six classes in six classes in a semester. So the fact that they're not doing it for the second time is just, you're, you're yeah. doing absolutely too much. Go spend some time outside. Take some walks around campus. We did not come back from COVID after being shut out for so long to just spend all our time doing work and in Firestone. Go enjoy your life a little bit more. This college thing is, is I don't think that all the decisions we're making now class-wise, like getting your little certificate, I don't think all that matters as much as people do think it does. We need to just enjoy our time here because when I tell, I feel so, I feel old. I feel old. I was filing taxes yesterday, bro. I feel old. And so when I tell you that this, it goes by so fast, I don't know how I'm in my senior spring. It goes by so fast. All my favorite memories on this campus, zero of them happened in the classroom. Zero of them happened in Firestone. They all happen when I'm putting myself out there, meeting new people, going to parties, doing everything else, going to sports games. So this person, whoever you are, definitely enjoy life more drop two of those classes shit you could probably drop three of them it sounds like you're definitely yeah, way ahead right of the curve that. just start enjoying your life more there's no reason to be stressed out about 
all the academics of Princeton. There is so much more this place has to offer. How do they fit six classes in the schedule? By not doing anything else with their lives. That's exactly how they do it. Night classes. Probably. Probably. Yeah, you're doing you're doing too much. Cut it out. Jeez. That is stressing me out hearing you take six classes. But the second tired confessions question, it says I don't think my personality would suit being in an eating club, but I'm getting so much FOMO from all this talk about street week and joining eating clubs. Please, someone say something to lessen my anxieties. Mm. Could you say something to lessen okay. their anxieties? Right. Well, I would say that, I'd say don't put yourself in that box before you know what you're getting into. I would say go into it with an open mind because if you start telling yourself this is not something I want to do or not something that I think I would fit in doing, I mean, just go do it and then you'll know once you're in there. And I find Baker is a great opportunity. I, it's in person. Yeah, is this year's in person. All, yeah. all clubs? Yes, yeah, pretty so, sure. So, yeah, I feel like Vickers is a good, is a perfect starting place, or even some of the pre, like some of the pre-events, just go into those. and I mean, I would say just maybe like take a shot yeah. or take two shots if you're really feeling like that nervous and just go in there and just be yourself and you'll click with somebody, I promise you. Yeah, uh, I I agree wholeheartedly with that. I don't think you should rule something out before you even give it a shot. Definitely put yourself out there and um, try if it's something that you're even remotely interested in. But at the same time, I think the biggest thing for everyone to remember is that life will go on after bicker. It's going to come. It's going to go. It's gonna. It's consumed our lives for the last week, and it will consume our lives for the next week. Because when this comes out, Bicker would have happened the day before. Will be that day, and then on Tuesday. But life will go on. So go in, and the realization that things will be okay regardless of how the chips fall. That will allow you to be more of yourself during the process, and just reduce the anxieties that you have about it. Um, because again, it's it's something that people some people stress about from the second they walk onto campus. Some people don't really care about. Everyone has their own different way of looking at Bicker. Every people are like we should get rid of Bicker. Blah 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 blah. I don't think Bicker's ever going anywhere. Um, again, we, we're not going to get into all that right now. But I do think that the way people approach it and their mentality going in will help the way that they deal with the results, whether they get in where they want or whether they don't get in where they want. Because this year, especially because the amount of kids who took gap years um, Mm -hmm. in the current sophomore class, the gap juniors, there's just a lot of numbers trying to get in. Uh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, there's the numbers are high of people who are bickering and the spots are the same that they were before. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be a lot of disappointment and I just hope that no one lets it get to them too much because your life is is more than the eating club that you're in. No one will really care once you leave this campus anyway, so just give it a shot. If things work out, great. If they don't work out, also great. You'll be okay, I promise. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's been another great episode of Go With The Flow. Uh, Nadir, thank you for coming on. Do you have any, any final words for the people? Um... No, just thanks for having me. I'm not going to lie, like, halfway through it, I forgot this was, like, recorded and everything. I was kind of more just chilling conversation, so. That makes, me, that makes me so happy. It's always the same reactions. People are like, first, like you said, when I asked you to be on, you're like, 
can I get the questions beforehand? And I'm like, no, you can't get the questions beforehand. And some people are like, how are we going to talk for an hour? We've talked for an hour and three minutes. I don't know if you realize yeah, that. That's, know, a, like, that's, I didn't realize that. that's a long time. It's just so casual. We're going with the flow. But, yeah, that makes me happy to hear. But, yeah, um, thank you so much for coming on. A great start to the second part of the season. The YouTube and the camera decided to mess up a little bit. But it's okay. There were always going to be growing pains. But we go with the flow. We don't let shit stress us out. Got but, you. yeah, this has been another episode of Go With The Flow. Thank you for listening.